on. Should be on. You can hear me. Good. Uh, Ray, um, I've got lessons I can offer you. You know that saying, shop till you drop? I've perfected it. <laughs> Just drop everything and don't go. Okay. Thank you. Can you put up that scripture for me, please? Our time is absolutely perfect. Thank you, everybody that participated. Guys, it was awesome. It's awesome to sit here and see you do. Andy, worship team, what a privilege. Tino, Ushi, for joining. It's, it's, it's God is doing something here. I, I sense a stirring in the water this morning. I really did. And I believe um, even that word that Joe, and I would like to come back to that. Um, scripture? Scripture? Thank you, Father God. Let's just pray. Rasupokusi tiriankurua. Usiraketi tiriankuhusi piriankarapakuruudua. Rasurupokusi pitiritiankulu seriankpangiawa. Usarapakuru sarapakitiriandonduyawa pakiawa. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. Okay, let me try and capture what's in my heart. I was lying in bed uh, about two weeks, week, ten days ago. I woke up and I came to the realization I've got nothing to share this Sunday. Zip, zilt, nothing. Yes, I can go and look at some books and come up with a theme and maybe put something together and impress you all with how teach I... No, I had nothing. So what was the best thing to do? What was the right thing to do? Lord, if you... Out, no, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I just said, pray, worship, read the word. It's simple, guys. It's really simple. So I started with that. And I went to the word, just started reading it, spending time in his presence, listening to some good worship um, songs and so on. And God dropped it. He just dropped it. And now I must try and capture it. And that's, that's the difficult part, okay? But you see a scripture up there. That is the last scripture written in, in the Old Testament. Yes, it's not necessarily chronological, but that is the last time the prophet spoke. After that, it went quiet for 400 years. Right? And a lot happened, a lot was said about those 400 years in the book of Daniel. You can read it, uh, uh, Zechariah, a lot of other prophets spoke about the time. But in that 400 years time space, zip, nothing, zilch. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what happened there? That scripture was given by the prophet in a time that these things were happening in, 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 in the land. The Jews were mistreating their wives. Malachi is, is pointing a finger here. He is he's a bit angry. And he says that they were mistreating their wives. They were marrying into pagan beliefs, families, whatever. You heard about families. You heard about what's what happening in this new generation. I'm going to come back to that. They stopped tithing altogether. Remember, they were under the law. They were under the old dispensation. They started neglecting the temple duties. This is the background, and they, they just didn't honor God anymore. So Malachi spoke, the, God spoke this to the nation through Malachi with that as the backdrop. So 400 years now start. I don't think, I don't read anywhere that God actually gave them a warning. Or that it was a punishment. You know, I'm, you're not going to hear from me until you sort yourself out. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't see that. Maybe if somebody can help me, I didn't see that. But now this 400 years is starting to roll out. And round about the year 333, 
before Christ. So that is approximately 67 years, if you do the sums. Uh, Israel was invaded by the Greeks. Ten years later, 323 BC, that's now about 77 years, Israel is invaded by, the Egyptian, by Egypt. Things are starting to go backwards. Things are not looking good anymore. You must understand that they were, in these 400 years, and, and so I've pointed to something that happened 60 years ago. Imagine you were 40 years old when this happened. Now you're pushing 100. You're ready to go wherever you're going to go. What I'm saying is that the generations started dying. The word of the prophet, the people that actually heard it, is now moving on. There's a new generation coming that know nothing. Imagine a hundred years later. They've now heard nothing. So when mom and dad talks to the children about the prophet, they say, who, who, who is that? It, it, it started getting lost. You must understand there was a remnant of people that held on to it. But by and large, the majority of that nation was not in a good place. They were going backwards. Let, and I just want to jump to the year 171 before Christ. There was a person they called the Antichrist of the Old Testament. That, that was his name. That's how horrible a man he was. And Antichus, I, I hope Antiochus. I... Antiochus, oh, my learned friend, was reported... So, so they reported him killed, but he wasn't. So they had false news in those days. Okay? He got so angry that the nation rejoiced. They had a party because this horrible guy has now finally gone to dust. And they rejoiced. He was so angry when he heard that. Listen to what he did. He overturned the city, regained his power, and intruded into the very holy of holies in the temple itself. 40,000 people were slain in three days in fighting during this terrible time. When he forced his way into the holy of holies, he destroyed the scrolls of the law, and to the absolute horror of the Jews, took a sow and offered it upon the sacred altar. Then, with a broth made from the flesh of the unclean animal, he sprinkled everything in the temple, thus completely defiling and violating the sanctuary. Can you imagine the horror of the Jewish people at that time? Egypt was invaded, Egypt invaded um, Israel. Palestine, for all, all of these wars that are now happening, Palestine is forever being caught in the center and in the middle. they forever in the way. Palestine, listen to these stats. Palestine is the most fought over country in the world. 400 years. Look, look what's playing out here. Jerusalem, the most captured city of all history. 27 times Jerusalem has been destroyed as, as if the enemy would just like to eliminate, eradicate, get it off the earth's face and never for us to speak about the Jews, the Israels or whatever. Rod, just come and add something. Rod is a, is a student. Come. Rod is a student of this. What, what did I miss here, Boot? Just, just, just tell us. How many hours have we got? <laughs> yeah. is, it, is it working? Yeah, look, in, 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 those, in those years um, that Carlos was talking about, those 400 silent years, we had a body of people that were living in... Um, Israel, and they were called the Essenes. They were from the Zadok priesthood, which in Hebrew means people of righteousness. 
So they were the pure Jewish people that were still believing. But they were being slaughtered because they would not bow to the Greek gods and all the other gods that were coming out. And God said to them, and it sounds familiar of what happened later, flee to Egypt. And they went to Egypt, and there is a, <clears throat> just quickly give you, uh, in Isaiah there is actually a scripture which they knew about, and they said, when the Romans arrive, then you come back. And that was 62 years B.C. And in that time, when they came back, God did one of his greatest moves. Because in that time of apostasy, when all of this was going on and people were walking away from God, serving false gods, God was about to do his greatest deed. Yeah. Because out of those Essenes, out of those people, John the Baptist, Jesus the Messiah, they came to rescue the world. Yeah. And there's a parallel. It runs... There's an apostasy running, but there's a parallel that God is still doing something. Yeah. And in the same way, we see today, with the apostasy in the Western Church, yeah. where people are yeah. chucking God out of everything. Yeah. And the generation Amen. is seeing it happen. Amen. And what is God doing? He says, you are now the people of righteousness. And through you, running parallel to this, I am going to do an amazing thing when I pour out my spirit on all flesh. Now tell, tell me about um, Jesus when he, when he started his ministry. Yes. There was some, some connection to the, to the location. Yes, uh, that was the, the area of Qumran, which is just on the edge of uh, the wilderness, as they call it, or the desert. And uh, that is only about 10 kilometers away from where Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River because it's close to the Dead Sea that area and the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered in that area and so yeah that's so what is there anything else no okay we've got we, we can talk about thank that. you thank you Rod so Rod touched on something here I want to go back to the scripture so it starts off by saying remember the law of Moses now, most of us will read, do the law of Moses. Yeah. Do, stick to the Ten Commandments and you're okay. That's not what he said. He said, remember the law of Moses, my servant. So God is positioning Moses. He's, he's, he's honoring Moses. He's giving him a position. He's, 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 he's acknowledging him. And he says, which I commanded him in Horeb of, for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. There's a principle in the Bible that if you listen to God and you're obedient and you do and you honor God and you serve God, you read the word, you pray, God rewards that. There's a, there's a reward system that flows into an abundance. Okay? I want you to understand that very well. If we do what this word tells us to do, the windows of heaven will open up above us and God will pour out a blessing on us. What is the very first thing he says after he speaks about the statute and the judgment? Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet. Okay, all right, that, that's good. Elijah was the guy that was taken up in the whirlwind and he never died. Okay, that's, that's, that's good. Before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. So now he's talking about the tribulation and Jesus' second coming. He's now referring to that. Talking about Elijah. Now he's talking about that. And Jeanette pointed out to me that, that uh, Revelation speaks about the two, uh, the two witnesses and so on. Possibly that. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Who is he speaking about now? He's talking about John the Baptist. I'm, I'm, I'm flipping the page to Luke 1 
And, and you know the story about how John the Baptist was, uh, um, the angel spoke to his mom and dad, and, and that he would not drink any wine, and they, they unfolding this whole thing for him. But I'm reading from verse 16. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. You see what God was saying the last time he spoke through his prophet, 400 years of silence, he said that through the, the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. He identifies the role and function. You must remember that John the Baptist is seen as the last of the prophets, and from there on, he introduces Jesus. One difference, though. All the prophets in the past spoke of people in the future. John the Baptist spoke about somebody that was alive. Jesus has already been born when John the Baptist was in the, in the, in the desert. So he's talking about Elijah to return. He's talking about Jesus' second coming. And he refers to John the Baptist in Luke. I want to compare that, and Rod touched on this. I want to compare what happened in those 400 years to today. The, 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 the heading of my teaching or my message this morning is, Breaking the silence. And we have been breaking this. For 400 years, there was silence. Nothing happened. Then, through John, Jesus' words were captured in Revelation. We no longer have an excuse of saying, what's happening? They heard nothing. Zip. We must go to the word Study the word. There's a special blessing if you go to Revelation. It's all there. But that silence needs to be broken. Somebody here this morning spoke about what's happening in our churches. Ray, what's happening in our churches? I I imagine. Let me just give you an example. What, what's been happening in our country as far as governance goes for the last 30, 40 years? Let, let's just start with 1990 to where we are today. Look, look how, what the expectation was, what, what, what we were hoping for post-1990, and how slowly but surely it eroded. It lost its meaning. It became corrupt. It became self-seeking. All those things, in a matter of 30 to 40 years, what's been happening in our churches What's the silence in our churches? This, I'm talking about the, the, the church in general now. I'm not referring to the bay. What's been happening in our churches that we're not hearing? We're not speaking. Nobody is talking about it. Sheldon is going to come and address that issue with us. Sheldon is at the moment um, on a sabbatical, if you want to call that. I spoke to him, I had breakfast with him in the week. It's going very well with him. He sends his love. And he's preparing, and he is like a jack-in-the-box. He's excited because he sees that he's going to speak into something that hasn't been said loudly for too long. Amen. It's in the Bible. But, but we, the church has gone quiet on these issues. They have started compromising. They are marrying into pagans. They're not honoring the priesthood anymore. Percy was very forthright. I was humbled last week when Percy spoke about the elders, Errol. Wow. Wow. I was, I was ready to jump up and point. No, no, I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> but, but you get what I'm saying. I loved what Percy said. And it's so simplistic when he said that faith always works. Faith always works. Now, that doesn't mean that if you've been prayed for healing and you didn't get an instant healing, 
There are examples in the Bible where Paul left people behind that he prayed for, that weren't, had, had not had the... So do, let's not get into any judgment here. But if, if our faith doesn't work, if our faith has no works, it is dead. It needs a reset. It needs to, the, as his example he used, the wiring keeps on tripping, and if it trips every time, wake up to the fact that it's tripping. It's not working. Change something. And, and that really spoke to me. It really touched me deeply. But I'm, to come back to, to this 400 years, so, so in our life today, there are things that are busy rolling out and playing out that is, has been unsaid for too long. I mentioned the generations. I mentioned that today in this pool, there is a new generation. Wow, it was beautiful to see Robin in that pool and all the others. But at that young age, to stand up and say, I want you to see what I stand for. I want you to see what my belief system is. I want to acknowledge it before my Father in heaven. We've gone quiet on those things. We need to stir up those things. I want us, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to, at the end of, when I'm finished, done through, I've got one or two little things I want to say more, and our time is perfect. I'm, I've called up people to come and pray with me. To, um, but it's interesting. Uh, Joan and Herman, I asked them, phoned them in the week. I actually went to their home and spoke to them. And I spoke to them about the family, Tony, that you were talking about. That family connections. They husband and wife, they've been an example to all of us for a long, long, long many years. They father and mother to, to Kathleen. There's that relationship. And I asked them to come and when God stirs the water this morning, to come and pray over their son-in-law. We need this morning to stand in agreement. That will be the final thing we do today, is to pray for Sheldon and Kathleen. Specifically for Sheldon. He's got challenges. When you come up here and you start talking about apostasy, and you're talking about tribulation, and imagine in those 400 years, when 100 years went by, um, oh, the prophet said that... Prophet? Who was that? Within a hundred years, they would have, these things would have fallen off them. They would have started forgetting about it. Sheldon is faced with that reality that there might be people in the audience that says, okay, that's interesting, but why should I know that? You know, isn't it for the, teach, the guys that study uh, um, all the end times stuff like Rod and those guys? The silence needs to be broken. Especially, Errol, on eschatology. Yes. Silence needs to be broken. And Silent and Sheldon is going to come and he is preparing his heart. I want us to stand in agreement as our final act this morning. To come into agreement with him. To pray over him. I've asked Usha and Ada to come. I've asked Tino and Letitia. Letitia can't make it because they, they've got um, some uh, family concern with, with health. Both Joan and, and Herman can't make it this morning. They ate something yesterday. They, they were desperately ill. And we need to pray for them. Somebody said, it's, it's, there's a healing move. Uh, Ray said it. You see what the enemy is up to. You see what the resistance is up to. We have to unify. We have to come together. We have to stand together. Now, so John the Baptist appears on the scene. And he starts speaking about stuff that people now know nothing about. Who's this wild guy in the desert eating cockroaches or whatever he was eating? You know, Sprunkana what in English is a cockroach man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they were standing in wonderment. He... Everybody didn't jump up and down when John the Baptist appeared. He, he wasn't, he wasn't the, the, the man of the moment. And then he started introducing Jesus. Now, now, 
I read it in the Bible where somebody else appeared. And I thought, but now God, why couldn't you do that? Imagine, imagine when God wanted to introduce Jesus. The heavens open. There's flames and fire and trumpets and drum rolls and chariots and horses. The whole vision is blotted out by this by this expression of authority and power. And God with a big voice says, This is my son. He's coming to undo what 400 years did. I would have loved that. I would have had my camera ready. Come on guys, this is a big moment. But what did God choose to do? God chose to do the simplicity thing. He chose to take his beloved son and put him in a, a Fachmann's cup. A, a, what do you call it in English? A trade. Thank you, Johan. The trade of a carpenter. How inconspicuous can you get? How, how unimportant can you get? Remember what I said when I looked at that. There's a reward system. If you obey, if you remember my law, then he starts saying, John the Baptist, in the power and the spirit of Elijah, who never died, is going to come again. My beloved son, there's a reward system. This, this, this is all about God honoring, opening up the windows of heaven to us. We need to understand that. We need to grasp that. So he chose to bring Jesus back. On a little town, nobody knows about it. And just a carpenter boy. And from that, revelation was written. What we saw this morning carries the authority and power to change this nation. When we pray for Sheldon this morning, we're not praying for God to prop him up and to give him a good time. And his wife and his family. Yes, that's also true. It's not for me to say what the windows of heaven. But I want you to understand, Sheldon is talking to the Bay City Church. But in doing that, he's speaking to a city. This prophetic word has gone over and over and over about this. We cannot claim silence anymore. God has spoken. We've heard. He's not talking only to a city. He is speaking to a nation. We must grasp that. And the simplicity of that we saw in the pool this morning. We saw little Robin. We saw, uh, um, I can't remember all the names. Sandaza, yeah, she was a very young one. And, and that other boy, Tofik. Wow, guys. That's, that's the way God chooses. He says, if you remember... Not if you do, not if you're perfect, if you get it all right. If you remember, I will open up the windows of heaven. We need to see the windows of heaven opening up over Sheldon and Kathleen, therefore over us, to affect our church, to affect our city, and to affect our nation. Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you ready to stand in agreement with me? That we pray for these two. That we pray God will reveal. God will show God will quicken. God will open their eyes. Can we just stand? Can we just stand? Let's just start praying in the Spirit. I'm not going to ask these guys to pray in any order. I'm going to ask them to worship God. Okay, that's my prayer, and that's their prayer this morning, as, as Andy started leading us. Rosarapa kisiti diti onkurova, usarapa kisiti diti onkurova, kasapa kusiti diti onkurova, rapa kuyave, usarapa kati kiri onkurova, kasapa kusiti diti onkirewa, rupa kurova, sarapa kiri onpurova, kasapa kusiti diti onturuva. Thank you, Father God. There's none like you. It's all for you, Lord God. It's all for you. It's all for you. Speak to us this morning, Father God, as we bring our 
our lead elder and his wife to you this morning. Speak to us, Father God. Help us in this. We want to come into agreement. We want to support. We want to be there, Lord God. We want to worship. We want to speak your word. We want to hear what you say to us this morning concerning them, Father God. Let's just not get in a hurry. Let's just pause here. Let's just listen to the worship. Let's embrace the worship. name of Jesus, our Savior and our Lord, we come before you, mighty God, and thank you for all your work in the lives of Sheldon and Kathleen Kidwell, since they took over leadership of the Bay City Church. Thank you for how far you've brought them. Thank you for your anointing on them, the grace, the wisdom, the strength, the fortitude, Thank you for how you've shielded them, for how you've drawn them into your name when they have been assaulted by different kinds of challenges. Thank Thank you. Thank Thank you for bringing them to this day. Thank you, Lord God, for all that it pleases you to do going forward in their lives and through them in this church, in our community, city, nation. Thank you. And we continue to pray that, Lord as you have done all of these years, that, Lord, you will continue to illumine the eyes of their hearts, to enlighten the eyes of their hearts, that they may increase in the knowledge, O Lord God, of who you are, that they may increase, O Lord God, in the knowledge of the exceeding greatness of your riches towards the saints, Lord God, that they may increase, Lord God, in knowing that power of Christ, that your power that raised Christ from the dead, they may increase in the knowledge of the hope of your calling. Yes, Lord. Thank you, O Lord God, for this is your will for them. And as Sheldon studies and prepares for the series of teachings that he will bring, and as they rest at this time, 
We pray that you will make their path according to your word as the morning sun that shines ever brighter onto a perfect day. And we pray that you will grant to Sheldon in sharing and in speaking when he returns fitly spoken words that are like apples of gold in settings of silver, that, Lord, you will grant to him words that are seasoned with salt that minister grace to their hearers, that you will grant him utterance and cause him to speak as the oracles of God. We pray that you will make his tongue the pen of a ready writer. And we take authority over any resistance that the enemy may present because you've made it clear that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We therefore in agreement and under the covering of the blood of the Lamb we take authority over any stronghold that may want to rise up to resist your word that will come forth and we demolish all those strongholds demolish every vain imagination, strong argument, and high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. We demolish. We take captive every thought and bring them into the obedience of Christ. And Lord God, for Sheldon and Kathleen and their family, we pray, O Lord God, that you, O Lord God, will hear them when they call upon your name. As they face any challenge, we pray, Lord God, that you will visit them, and that the name of the God of Jacob may defend them, Lord God. We pray that you will send them help out of your sanctuary and deliverance out of Zion. We pray, O oh Lord God, that you will look upon the desires of their hearts and grant to them, Lord God, that which is pleasing to you, and that, Lord, you will establish the work of their hands. We ask concerning their children that you will lead them into the blessing and blessedness of your gracious promise that our children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be their peace. We pray and receive all of this unto your servants, Sheldon and Kathleen Kidwell, in agreement in the name of Jesus. Amen. I read a simple passage that um, we all know. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. A future and a hope. Another version says, unexpected end. Um, teachings of eschatology is for us to understand the plans of God to give us that future and hope. When we do not have hope, then we do hopeless things and we become hopeless. But God has a plan and the plan is not a secret. He's revealing to his people. It's like the word said this morning. God has put everything in the Bible and that is what our pastor Sheldon is studying to show himself approved that he may reveal these plans or share with us. It's not hidden. It's the will of God. And so, Father, we come before you in agreement as a family, as a church, as your people. We come boldly because you asked us to come boldly. Say we should come boldly to your throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Lord, as the day, that great day of our Lord Jesus approaches... These are times and days we need help, times of need. And so we approach you boldly as you encouraged us to, as your children, not because of anything we do, not presumptuously, but because of the blood of Jesus. And we pray and lift up Sheldon to you as he studies to show, to show himself approved, a workman that does not need to be ashamed but rightly dividing the word of truth 
we ask that you will indeed reveal your plans, the truth, your word, your ways to him. We ask, Lord God, that you open up even the things you have for us. You have spoken a whole lot of things and you have, in your wisdom, allowed these things to be captured in the Bible. Your word is not hidden. Your word is there for us. And you want us to know. You want us to understand your plans. That we may walk in the hope that you've called us to. Paul the Apostle talked of love, of faith, of hope. So we must have hope. And Lord, we ask, therefore, that you will reveal your words to your servant Sheldon. We ask, Lord, that you prepare us to receive your words, Lord God. We ask that you will speak expressly to us, that we will see and understand what you are doing. We will see the plans of God and we will walk in hope <laughs> and that Lord God Almighty, your light will shine through us, that the world will see that these things are not fables. But Lord, you have plans for us. It's not your will that any should perish. We thank you, Father. We pray also for Kathleen and we pray that you will um, reveal your plans to them. We pray that you meet them at the point of their needs, O oh God. We pray, O oh Lord, that, Father, you will renew their strength, even like the eagles. We ask, Lord, that you will provide all their needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We thank you. Thank you. Blessed be your holy name. Be exalted, Lord God, in that which you do. It's not about knowledge. For knowledge puff it up. But we want to see your face and walk in the power and hope of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So this morning, um, even as I was standing by the bath, um, um, the process of metamorphosis keeps ringing in my ears. And even as I was standing here, the process of metamorphosis keeps ringing in my ear. So the process of metamorphosis is from a worm to a butterfly. But there's this one stage which is called the pupa stage. As in, and it is in this stage before the butterfly comes or before adulthood Ad adulthood comes, the pupa stage is there. And in the pupa stage, this worm has been stretched and has been formed to become a butterfly. So I'm seeing this and I'm hearing this. And Father, I pray right now, O oh God, where Salden is, O oh God, while he's in his pupa stage, O oh God, before he's going to bring the word to us, O oh God, I pray right now, O oh God, as you're stretching him, O oh God, I pray now as you're increasing in him, O oh God, revelation, O oh God, so that we can be activated, O oh God, so that we can hear the heart of God, what you want us to hear, O oh God. I pray right now where he's sitting, where he's laying, O oh God, I pray that your spirit, O oh God, will be upon him, O oh God. I pray that the glory of God will be upon him right now in the name of Jesus, O oh God. I pray, O oh God, for an acceleration within his spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Oh God, so that he will connect with you, oh God, so that he will hear from you. So when he comes and when he speaks the heart of God, I pray that it will be like fire soaking his bones, oh God. I pray when he opens his mouth, oh God, that it will be like coals of fire, oh God, that it will be released on our souls, oh God. I pray, Heavenly Father, for an open heaven, oh God, when he speaks your word, oh God. I pray right now for him and his family, oh God. I pray, Heavenly Father, whatever they need, oh God, whatever they need may be, I pray that you will meet them at the point of their need, oh God. I pray in the name of Jesus, oh God, uh, they're coming in and they're going out, oh God, that it will be prosperous, oh God. I come up against the attacks of the enemy. I come up against the works of Satan. It will not come to pass. Satan, we want you to know and to understand that you are under our feet right now in the name of Jesus and what will be Release in this house, oh God, will be straight from the throne room of God in the name of Jesus, oh God. We pray, oh God, at your fire.
fire will be released within this house, oh God. So when Solomon comes, oh God, that it will be, oh God, as if you are speaking to your people, oh God. I pray right now, oh God, that we will wake up from our sleep, oh God. That we will wake up from the slumber. That we will hear your word, oh God. Your word that is truth, oh God. Your word that is powerful, oh God. Word that is sharper than any two-edged sword, and it cuts through the dividing of bone and marrow, oh God. This is what we want to see in the house of God. We want to hear from you, oh God, because if we don't hear from you, oh God, what will we do, Jesus? We need to hear from you, Father. We need a word from you, oh God. Yes, it's eschatology, oh God, but we can also hear from you. Yes, it is teachings, oh God, out of your word of the end times, but we want to hear from you, oh God, and we thank you, oh God, for what you're about to do in this season, because it's a season of excitement, oh God. It is a season, oh God, where you will just pour out your glory, oh God. Father, pour out glory, oh God, on earth as it is in heaven, in the name of Jesus, amen and amen, hallelujah. Jesus came as the Lamb of God and he came on a donkey. What we're hearing now is the Lion of Judah on a white horse. And he closed for us in the final song as I pray, Father God, Thank you for community service this morning. Thank you that we could share. Everyone present in this room, thank you for your heart. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for your agreement. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your worship of our Heavenly Father. Praise your mighty name. Be blessed, Andy. Sing us. How great the chasm that lay between us. Thank you, Jesus. We give all the glory to you. Yes, Lord. Let's just yeah, lift up a prayer, clap a prayer. Praise you, Jesus. It's all from you. It's all for your glory. We praise you, Lord. We lift up the name of Jesus. Jesus. Let's lift up a shout. Jesus. Worship you, Lord. You are glorious. You deserve the praise. We are weak, but you are strong. Yes, Lord. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished, the end is written, Jesus Christ, my living hope. Into the verse 2. Could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of ages stepped down from glory to wear my sin and bear my shame. The cross has spoken, the cross has spoken. I am forgiven, the King of kings calls me his own. Beautiful Savior, I'm yours forever, Jesus Christ, my living Lord. Hallelujah, praise the one. Set me free, hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
name praise your name thank you thank you thank you be blessed as you go be blessed as you go thank you andy thank you worship team